The Mariners have made a stunning trade. Jared Kelnick, Marco Gonzalez, Evan White, and Cash to the Braves. Jackson Kowar and Cole Phillips to the Mariners. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors! It is Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. This is Tidding and Colby Pennett for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, to get yourself started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. So here I am enjoying my Sunday night. And all of a sudden, I see the Mariners have traded Jared Kelnick to the Braves. It's Kelnick, Marco Gonzalez, Evan White, and Cash for pitchers Jackson Kowar and Cole Phillips. And I'm going to be honest, I'm still processing this about at about 20 or so minutes after the rest of you. So I'm behind in processing my feelings on this one. So uh, you're going to see me probably go through a little bit here on the show live on the show uh so colby what the hell is going on here uh jerry's a genius and you all are haters um, oh, no. oh no oh no oh no <laughs> no 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 okay oh, um no. <laughs> i told you i i stayed up to choose violence tonight yeah he, he did um, say this before we got on that, that let me tell you the brilliance violence. of this trade oh no i got nothing um <laughs> so I, like, how do you want? Do you want? I, I feel like we should start with what this, what they gave up, because obviously sure. that's the the shell shocking point. Then later we'll get into what they got, and then what this could mean. I think is probably just the natural progression. Sure. Um. So obviously, a big part of this trade, uh, without knowing the exact dollar figure, is the money you save in trading what are unquestionably bad contracts of Marco Gonzalez and uh, Evan White. Evan's due about $7 million this year. Marco was due 12 and a half. Um, Evan had a couple more. I think he had another year on his deal after this year for like $11 million. So Mariners clear quite a bit of payroll from a a guy who in Evan White uh, is not proven that he's a major leaguer at all. Uh, so there's a pretty good chance he gets DFA'd. Uh, you know, and, and he, I mean, Atlanta probably puts him back in the minors, but I wouldn't rule out that he just, they just put him in for agency and Seattle resigns him. Wouldn't shock me at all, but, uh, Evan's not a major leaguer and that's unfortunate. I, I really like Evan white, but he can't stay healthy. He hasn't hit at the big league level. Uh, it's a bummer. And, and obviously, you know, I, I wish he would have stuck around uh, in Seattle, but if you have the opportunity to get that money off your books for a guy, again, who's, you cannot even consider a major leaguer, you, you should consider that a win um not to all extents but you should consider that a win then obviously the big one here is is well the big one in terms of you know like fan favorite is marco who uh you know put in a lot of good years here stuck through the rebuild uh he he was here before the rebuild started he he went through it uh and he came out the other side and uh he was he's a big part of kind of rebuilding the culture of seattle of the seattle mariners and 
Um, it's an absolute bummer, but the simple fact of the matter is, is that Marco is not a major league quality starting pitcher right now. Um, or if he is, he's very, very fringe, um, number five starter. Uh, again, it's, it's a real bummer cause Marco's great. His family's great. They really, uh, you know, ingrained themselves in, in the city of Seattle and, and it, it's a blow. Like there, there's no denying that. And this is the ugly business of baseball is that sometimes you have to say goodbye to players that you grow really fond of because they just don't fit anymore. And, and Marco coming into this off season was probably the sixth or the seventh guy in the rotation. And we know the Mariners are actually looking to add to the rotation a little bit too. So it was very clear. The Mariners did not see Marco as part of the, the long-term uh, uh, you know, plan here. And even though he only had a year left again, to be able to clear any of that $12 million does have value to mid market teams. And that's what Seattle is now. Again, we'll argue in a minute about whether or not this is an appropriate trade to make, even if you're clearing salary. But uh, obviously, you know, losing Marco, who is just a, a great human being uh, and really, you know, gave his all to Seattle. That sucks. It really does. Yeah. We'll see if, if you know, Atlanta wants to carry him uh, at the very least. If, if he does get to be on the Atlanta roster for any extended period of time, he went to a really good team. And, you mm -hmm. know, he went to a team that. Uh, is also understands how to help pitching. So uh, it, it's a pretty good landing spot for Marco, but it's still, it just, it sucks. It really does. And so yeah. I understand missing Marco, even though just like. We, we were probably coming to the separation at, at some point. Yeah. Right? That was, if it wasn't that was... today, it was probably going to be in May or, you know, March yeah. or it's just, it's a bummer still. Um, it feels kind of unceremonious, but it's if you take away all the emotion from it, Marco Gonzalez is not worth twelve and a half million dollars, and he was sure. he he wasn't one of your five best or one of your six best probably. So right, uh, you all try and fair. logically all fair, but now right. we get to what it now we get to, you to get rid of those contracts. Yeah, yes, um, who you know had a, a bit of a breakout year uh, for you. No, no question, took huge strides. Yeah, um, but we still don't know if he's a major leaguer, like an everyday player. Right. He's a major leaguer. We don't know if he's an if he's an everyday player. And you know, there there's a possibility that maybe his I don't want to say his act, but maybe his um issues controlling his emotions finally caught up to him in Seattle and they just wanted to to try something else, but uh yeah, it's it's unfortunate to me that you have to trade a a talented player uh like Kelnick who is still I mean, he's still got five years of club control left. He's, you know, hasn't even hit his prime. He's like 24 years old and he's coming off his best season in the big leagues. I feel like we all know what's about to happen with Kelnick in, in Atlanta. He's going to have a very nice career uh, going yeah. forward. And it sucks that John Stanton has put Jerry DePoto in a position where he has to prioritize $15 million over, you know, kind of catching the upswing of Jared Kelnick's career. That's kind of what it appears this trade is, because if yep. if that's not what the case is, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's not something Jerry would do. So, yeah, uh, yeah. to me, this this screams that, uh, you know, either the Mariners are, are and we'll get to this again a little later. So I don't want to dive too deep, but either the Mariners are, are trying to do something big salary wise um, mm -hmm. or that, uh, you know, the ownership is prioritizing profit and uh is is not letting jerry and justin do the job of building the best baseball team they can they're they're putting up roadblocks build the best baseball team you can with this amount of money and right. we're not going to give you more ever like this is what you get um so 
it, it's it's a bummer because Kelnick also like you know he he was the guy who who kicked off the re- like that trade signified like what the Seattle Mariners could be and what yep. they were planning on being and you stuck through them through some really lean years and and you developed them and and then you finally see it you know blossom and come to fruition for the first half and and, and, and it does feel like when you bring it up from that perspective it feels almost like a betrayal of the Kelnick deal right and just to especially when he's starting to finally come into his own to just a, attach him to a salary dump it's disgraceful <laughs> quite frankly like i'm i'm sickened by it like the more uh, now it's like starting to settle in for me this is gross this is really gross, especially when you compound it with the the Divish article last night, which I know a lot of you asked us to talk about on, on the mailbag tomorrow, and I'm sure the mailbag is, is going to change a lot if we even do a mailbag tomorrow. We'll have to figure that out. But We're doing know, it, a mailbag, and we're not making the entire thing about Jared Kelnick. Well, but maybe there's something else here, and again, we'll talk about that later on, but there might be something else that crops up here that we'll have to talk about tomorrow. Um, yeah. But if if Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander are being restricted financially to uh, to an even more significant degree than I think all of us really imagined or expected here, uh, this is disturbing. Yeah, it, like I said, it, it's I I'm annoyed that uh, Jerry and Justin can't just make the best baseball moves uh, that they can. They have to also constantly have this restriction placed on them and it's just it's not fair it's not um it's not fair to the fans it's not fair to jerry and justin it's not fair to this clubhouse and, not fair and to jerry depoto said like payroll is going to go up this offseason mm-hmm. but so far we've seen it significantly go down so right. is that is that a matter of jerry thought he was going to have more going into the offseason and now stanton for one reason or the other has pulled the rug out from under him which we know has happened in previous off seasons where Jerry thought that he was going to have more to work with mm-hmm. and then didn't. Is that what's happening here? Or is there a bigger plan here? And that's obviously the cope, right? That's the hope amongst Mariners fans right now. I mean, that's really all you can do is at it, this point is hope that this leads to more rather than this is just, we're trying to get rid of as much salary as possible. Is it cope or is it logic? We'll talk about that in a minute, but right. first, Right, but first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mirrors podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Good job, Chloe. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And the Mariners might not be playing right now, but the Kraken and Seahawks are. So whether the action is on turf or on the ice, whether it's Jared McCann or Geno Smith, you can bet on it all with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. 
And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Jared Kelnick trade. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So what does this trade mean? What is the purpose of this trade beyond just freeing up more payroll? And we still and we still don't know exactly how much money they, they are saving here. Uh, yeah. There is cash going to Atlanta in this deal. How much is going to Atlanta? We have no idea. I would imagine, though, if the Mariners were willing to attach Jerry Kelnick to this thing, that the Braves are eating a significant chunk of the White and Gonzalez deal. So uh, we'll call it a cool $20 million for the full, you know, for the full allotment of money here mm-hmm. between the three guys the Mariners have traded. For um, this year. And f- yeah, for, for, for 2024. We'll say, I mean, just to be safe, and maybe it's more, maybe it's less. Let's just say it's fifteen million dollars for right, the, the sake Mar- of the conversation. As in the Mariners send the Braves five million dollars. As in the Mariners uh, have sent, they sent them twenty five percent. Essentially, yes, yes. Sure. Just for easy math. So, this obviously says a lot about ownership, at least in theory, right? It says a lot about Possibly. ownership and 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 how how much Probably. stanton is willing to 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 spend and, and afford depoto and hollander to spend on their ball club right now certainly looks that way certainly looks that way so from the front office's perspective what's the practicality of this what do you think they're S- doing this for Well, don't say he, it. He don't used to play for a division it. rival. I'm just going to throw oh, that out there. Oh, no. um, interesting <laughs> little note that just came by. Um, okay. According to the Braves general manager, Anthropolis, I think is how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Alex Anthropolis. Yeah. yeah. He said this deal came together today, as in like it started today and they finished it today, which tells me that the Mariners have something close. They have something that they mm. felt like they needed the money for right now. Now that could be maybe it's a Yamamoto, maybe it's desperation to sign Yamamoto, who sounds like his market is climbing to near the three hundred million dollar range. Maybe it's two things. Maybe it's Randy Rosarena and you know Max Kepler. Kepler was quickly thrown out there, and and Randy Rosarena uh, kind of hearing conflicting reports about the Mariners' interest in him, but you know that that would those two guys would make roughly what you just saved. Um, and then the big one, which uh, is being you know, talked about by like John boy media, uh, throughout like a, a little tweet about Juan Soto and Julio hanging out and, and stuff like that. So the problem with the Juan Soto thing is, is that it's not just the money you cleared. Now you're going to have to go trade like probably Miller, Wu, 
you know, and, and a really good prospect package. We, yeah. we saw what the Yankees and uh, only get Juan Soto for one year. Yeah. And we saw what the Yankee or apparently what the, what the Braves or what the Padres were trying to get from the Yankees yeah. uh, for Soto. Like that just to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. So unless they just, they're, they love Bryce Miller so much that it's him straight up. And even that doesn't make a ton of sense. For well, me, so. And also it just, it feels a bit weird that after you clear salary, you're going to go out a $33 million player for one year for just one year. Yep. Like that, just seems so anti Jerry DePoto, anti what this front office has been about. So I just cannot imagine that this is for Soto, that this is a precursor to Soto. Yeah, it might not. And obviously today, um, who was it, Morosi or Rosenthal? Uh, was, he did mention uh, both I think it was them. Rosenthal. Both of he them. did mention that the Mariners and Rays are like really, there are two teams to watch making a trade. Yeah. And, you know, along with Randy Rosarena, there are a couple guys making money on that Rays team that makes some sense. Perhaps somebody like Tyler glass. Now who we know the Mariners are looking to add pitching. He might make some sense. Uh, we know that, uh, Brandon Lau is making some money play second base, play third base, left-handed power bat. He might make some sense. So there's a lot of different ways they can go with this. I, I, what I don't think is happening with this particular move is I don't think that Sands just going to pocket the $20 million and I'm giving him a lot of, of benefit of the doubt when I say that, but well, um, why why should we feel confident that that's the case that he's not going to pocket that money? That the they have an front incomplete... office is actually doing this for you know there's actual practicality to to saving this money. The fact that the deal came through in one day, came together in one day, yeah. tells me that there's something. The fact that the Mariners now have four open forty man spots, tell me that there's something. The fact that the well, we haven't heard tomorrow, that they were like actively shopping this idea. This, I mean, this literally came out of nowhere. It tells me that perhaps the Mariners got told something in the last 48 hours that they were not expecting to hear in regards to money. Now, Yamamoto seems like that's the most likely case, but also we've heard Yamamoto is uh, pretty heavily, you know, considering the Giants and, and they might be the favorite now. So uh, again, I'm just gonna throw it out there. There does leave that one guy who is just floating around out there. Yeah, I'm just saying, what if, what if that's the difference? So again, I don't know what it is. I, I you know, we're, we're all afraid to say Shohei Otani, but dude hasn't signed yet. So technically possible, but I, I think ultimately what this is, is this is about adding, um, what this it's about, you know, getting essentially bad players off your roster. No disrespect to, to, uh, Evan and, and Marco, who I like a lot, but um, it's about getting bad players off your roster and just kind of redistributing that 20 million bucks. Because at the end of the day, it's, would you, if it's hypothetically, let's say it's, it's Bryce Miller, Jared Kelnick, Evan White, and Marco Gonzalez for, and then I don't know, Jonathan Classe, just to even out these trades. Right. What if you traded all of that so that you could afford Randy Rosarina and Max Kepler? Are you not better? Because I think you are. So, Depends on we what you're know. doing. Uh, depends on what your plan is pitching wise. So the other thing we have to acknowledge right now is like you now have two outfield spots open. You have, in theory, a spot at, in the infield somewhere, third base, second base, maybe even first base that you need to address. DH spot is wide open right now. I mean, undeniably at this point, I per I said this after the Suarez deal, but now this can be applied even more so. The Mariners are going to own, undergo significant turnover 
on their roster this offseason. Significant. And they have massively changed the culture in that clubhouse. And mm-hmm. right now, optically speaking, when you're trying to sell this to a clubhouse that literally finished the offseason saying we want our organization to support us more financially and go out and get some some guys like the Rangers did. And they just watched the Rangers go win a World Series after paying big on guys like Jacob DeGrom and Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, et cetera. And now the Mariners are going the other direction. This, I don't want to blow this up too much because, you know, a lot of the times clubhouse culture and all that stuff does get blown out of proportion. But this right now, as things currently stand, we'll see what they have up their sleeves, if anything. This feels like this could get really out of hand in that clubhouse. It could. Um, but can can we stop for a minute with the whole, sure. oh, the Mariners are rebuilding again thing. Really? They're rebuilding because well, they traded a declining third baseman and a young outfielder? Really? Well, it does. that does not line up when we hear that they're in on Isak Paredes or Randy Orozarena or, or what have you. Right? So something's not lining up here i just don't know what i don't know it's almost like we don't have the whole picture yet yeah we don't have the whole picture we don't have the whole picture and but what is the whole picture what is this all leading up to that's the that's the key to all of this right but i don't fully trust that this trade is actually going to lead to something else i don't fully trust i don't think that it can't if that makes sense so. Right. I, I like, I think that's what's likely happening here. The logical side of me is telling me, yeah, that is what's happening here. There is a bigger plan here, but there is a part of me. I, I just, I have to admit it. That is a little bit worried here that like they're just shedding payroll. Apparently all it took was for the Mariners to trade Jared Kelnick for Ty to lose his nerve. That's that didn't have that on my bingo card this off season. Well, but... things just somehow continue to get worse. Like things just seem to like, they're looking worse and worse. It's going to be hard to and, find a 110 WRC plus outfielder, corner outfield bat. Stop is this. It? Stop this. This is, is why people call you a bootlicker and me by, you, by association. You've already replaced Gino with somebody better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't we know, can say I that. Don't know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I think you probably will end up have doing that, but I, yeah, obviously you can't say that quite yeah. yet. Um, yeah. I don't mean like, like I get it. Like I'm not trying to, to make light of people who are who are really upset uh, with this deal because it, it it doesn't make any sense in a vacuum, and because we don't get to see the whole picture, and we don't, we're not privy to the conversations that are going on with uh, other agents and other teams. We don't know what what the deal is, and and honestly, we don't know what the Mariners' payroll situation is. I, like a lot of people are speculating, it's really easy on days like today to point to it and be like, "Yep, obviously," but we still don't have any evidence whatsoever or any more evidence to suggest that the Mariners are only going to spend 120 as we do that they might spend 180. We really don't. We have loose speculation from Ryan Divish. We have loose speculation from Daniel Kramer who aren't hearing these things from the Mariners themselves. They're hearing them from teams that are negotiating. And if you're hearing these things from teams that are competing against the Mariners, do they benefit from leaking out there that the Mariners have a really restricted payroll this year? Yes, they do. So I don't know what to trust uh, I think obviously if you just look at the evidence that we have in front of us, yeah, the payroll isn't going to go up nearly as much as it should. I, I think that's the most logical conclusion to draw, but it's not a slam dunk. We don't know. And also, by the way, 
I'll say this again in case Ty forgot, because apparently he has. I don't care what the final payroll number is, as long as you're net better at the end of the year oh, yeah, or at the build, end of the offseason. At, at the end of the day, build the best ball club that right. you can. Have, Which, I mean, some could argue that the only way that you can do that is by spending money. But if you build it, it what I, if you build what I can look at going into pitchers and catchers reporting and say they have a legitimate chance to compete for a division and ultimately compete for a championship, then I don't care what you spend. Right. And I don't care. I, I don't care who you lose along the way, as long as you replace them. So they got 10 weeks roughly until pitchers and catchers report. Let's just give them that much time at the very least. Uh, but I get it. Like I said, this, this deal doesn't look good on paper, although I think it looks better than a lot of people think. This does feel like something else is coming at the winter meetings. It feels like it has to. The winter meetings start tomorrow. The, we're, we heard more Mariner buzz today than we have all, all winter. Yeah. Uh, real fast, quick note here from Adam Jude. Um, he said, "He said, I'll just read the tweet. Uh, Mariners continue to methodically shed payroll with this deal, but Jerry Depoto just told Daniel Kramer and me, and I, come on, Adam, uh, that payroll, quote, very likely will rise from what it was at the end of 2023. Uh, Mariners remain in the market for multiple bats. So kind of just GM speak, but so double down again. Okay, so all right, so let's say so they were at 133, I believe, heading into tonight, heading into the steal. If we're just going to play it safe again and say that it's 15 million dollars shed, that's 118. They finished where at the end of 2020, at the end of 2023, Colby? Like where did they finish at the end of last year? It was about 140. So they have at least. So if they're going to exceed that, then they have at least 30 million dollars to play with in 2024 payroll i think that would be fair about yeah to get back to where they were last year they'd have 30 25 30 okay. be about 30 because i think it was 146 was where they ended last year and they're at 112 113 depending on how much money they sent to atlanta okay well uh quick quick another little uh we could we could legitimately do this podcast for an hour if we were allowed to yeah. um <laughs> yeah yeah but, no we should we should talk about what they're getting right do you want uh, to say that fast. for tomorrow you want to say that for tomorrow i don't know <laughs> let, let me tell you like i, I, I know I, like, I know there are there aren't many people out there right now that want to hear about what the mariners are getting i know return, but i but, feel like it would help because like yeah i, I no, like no, the notes i've gotten let's on, let's on cope Phillip. let's cope let's oh, cope hold on hold bit. on one last jerry depoto quote because i'm sure everybody's in the mood to hear from jerry right now right right uh, this comes from Daniel Kramer. Jerry Depoto indicated that the Mariners intend to be, quote, industrious with the payroll flexibility that tonight's uh, trade freed up. Quote, we do intend to go out and put it to immediate use to make our team better. Immediate use. I just it feels like something is. They've got something they they know something's cooking. Some, they know something is happening. Like it's not right. we They're think something really is happening. they know that, that it's happening. going to go down. Yeah, here. Maybe it's maybe it's like Woodruff and Adamas. Just throwing that out there. But anyways, let's talk about what they got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Burns. I always get them mixed up. Um, Because I was like, it's a pitcher that's not going to pitch until 2025. It's like Rosario and and Andres Jimenez or whatever. I'm always like, which one's the shortstop? Which one should (laughs) be playing shortstop? Um, Yeah. All right. So so the the Mariners are getting back a major league pitcher in Jackson Kowar, former Florida product. It's, uh, it's a bit stronger fringe, statement. Sure. Fr- fringe major league pitcher. He has pitched 40 man innings. roster. He has thrown guy. innings at the major league level. He sure has. 
Yes. That is uh, the correct way to put that. Yes. I think we liked Coar coming out. We did. That was like the first that was the first draft was you and I Gilbert talked. Here. That, mm-hmm. was, that was the first draft you and I covered, quote unquote. So, so yeah. So they're getting they're getting co uh they're getting Coar. They're also getting a minor league pitcher named Cole Phillips. He's a righty as well. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, what do you what do you got for us on that? Cope. I need I need that sweet it's delicious. Cope. It's really not. Like <laughs> I think that Phillips is a legit get for the Mariners. Okay. Is he worth you know Jared Kelnick? No. 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 Uh, <laughs> is he worth it if you dump $20 million? Probably still no, because I would like the Mariners to be in a position, and they absolutely are. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. John Stanton is in a position to just eat that $20 million and just, you know, keep Kelnick too, but whatever. Jerry clearly isn't, and that that's annoying. But Phillips is a legit prospect. He is 20 years old. He was a second round pick uh in the 2022 draft. He's good size, 6'3, about 200, 210, uh, electric fastball, upper 90s. Uh he you know, hit triple digits in, in a few games, but he mostly sits 95 to 97 at, and this was again at 18, 19 years old as, you know, uh, a prep basically. And it is a good, uh, breaking ball. Now I've heard, seen some people refer to it as a curveball. I've seen some refer to it as a slider. Obviously I don't have film on the guy, uh, but it is a good breaking ball. It was, he was a guy who was seen, uh, coming out of the draft as a guy with helium. Like his stuff was actually ticking up, uh, as he was getting drafted. And then unfortunately, Tommy John surgery uh, after he was drafted has not pitched in a pro ball yet. So it's, it's going to be a while, right? It, this isn't a, a quick get back to the big leagues type of thing. But this is a guy whose profile when he was drafted in the second round, double plus fastball, upper 90s with some run, good breaking ball, probably projects to be 55, 60 grade, usable changeup, good size, fringe average control. So one of the comps that, uh, you know, that, that I saw when doing my quick little research on him, probably a little smaller, but Nathan Avaldi, like that type of velocity, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, and again, there is obviously huge, uh, reliever risk, but that's true of every single pitcher, not named George Kirby and Logan Gilford. Uh, so this is a guy, I think he's probably going to be, uh, I'd say top one. Is he the best pitching prospect in the Maris system now? Obviously, low bar to clear, relative. Right. In terms of just raw stuff and upside, yes. I think he's ahead of Teddy McGraw. Uh, but because he hasn't pitched yet professionally, it's kind of hard to to put him in that range. But I think, yes, he is the he represents the best chance at having an ace in the Mariners' entire system right now. And right. again, it's not a good chance. I, I want to make sure. Like, I'm not saying that he's an right. ace or anything like that, but Right. This is a guy who, if he can get back healthy, and the Mariners have to feel pretty good about where his elbow is, the medicals on his elbow. If he can get back and he can get into the rotation, this number three profile. We'll see how he rebounds from Tommy John. This first year out is probably going to be a little shaky. It's the second year where we'll have to see. And if he doesn't, it screams high leverage reliever too in in two or three years if they really want to speed him up. So I'm hoping to get more like like uh, not film, but I'm hoping to see you know more. Uh, videos of him throwing to see what the windup looks like. I'm hoping to hear more from a couple, you know, of the people in the scouting community that I can actually talk to. Uh, but just based on the stuff that he had coming out of school, uh, coming out of the draft, uh, I, I really like this arm. I think this is the chance to be at least a, a you know number four starter with serious uh, with serious upside to be a top of the rotation guy and a pretty high floor. Again, assuming health. 
where he's at least a, a mid leverage reliever with a wicked fastball curveball uh, combo. He's 20 years old. Again, it's going to be three or four years, but I think there's legit upside here. I really like, I think I would, I would put him ahead of the, I'd probably put him ahead of like the, the class a that tier. I think he's mm-hmm. at least in that tier if not above it. Like I really like that arm. So the other thing to know here with, uh, with trading Kelnick, it's another high strikeout guy gone. The, the Mariners have, have just outright said no strikeouts <laughs> this offseason. I'm going to, I'm going to really laugh. Sabi Zavala. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to really laugh when they go trade for Brent Rucker too. Like we got to cut down on strikeouts. It's part of the reason we trade Kelnick. 32% strikeout guy. Yeah. Hey, we just signed Brandon Belt. <laughs> 34% strikeout rate. Yeah. Interesting. There's so many, but the Mariners traded another left-handed bat and they keep talking about how they want to add right-handed bats. Kind of yeah. feels like they need to add a lefty back in this lineup. I'm sure we'll talk about all this at a later date. Juan um, Soto, obviously, or Shohei Otani. I'm just saying, obviously. Otani, what's that, what side of the plate does Otani hit from? Co- Cody Bellinger, obviously. Yeah. Interesting. But seriously, Max Kepler, my boy, right here. So yeah. connection, yeah. connection right there. All right. But, so uh, yeah, again, well, we could talk it, about this for an hour. And obviously, I'm sure we'll have some questions that are connected to this in the mailbag tomorrow. And yeah, unless they make another major deal, I imagine we'll talk a lot about this on CTZ tomorrow as well, especially as Ty wraps his head around the fact that I'm right, he's yeah. wrong, this deal's gonna work out great. I I'm still <laughs> I'm just still catching up, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm still processing my emotions I, I, with this. All joking aside, I totally yeah. get it. Like I, I totally understand where if you're if you're understanding this deal and you're looking at it from the optimistic lens, totally get it. If you're just screw John Sand, screw the Mariners, I'm out. I think you're lying to yourself, but I get it. I get the reaction. I really do. like about you're being not gonna out. Boy, you're to, not going to boycott the Mariners because they traded Jared Kelnick. Get out of here with your not. I'll talk to you in three days when you calm down. Okay, but yes, I, on the surface, I totally I totally understand the uh, the angst that Mariner fans are feeling right now. Absolutely, I'm I'm. Mostly there yeah. with you. I'm just trying to keep yeah. my, my my head but, on I mean, the bigger cool, picture. Cool that Jerry said, you know, payroll's still going to go up. He, he doubled down true, on yeah. all this. Yeah, that great. Go do it. Yep, do go it. do it. That's can the we, only can way we actually gonna... can we actually get a move here this off season that I don't have to like like a pure addition. Yeah, just like I don't want to cope myself into anything. Can I just get a good player? Can we to just get fair, a good player? If they no, trade no, for no, Isak no tomorrow. You would still have to cope your way into liking that. Yeah, because I have concerns <laughs> trade, about that. Isak Paredes, four win third baseman who had 30 home runs last year. They could trade Tyler. I have concerns trade, about Paredes' is bad. So, yeah. Try, they yeah. could trade Emerson Hancock and like Josh Rojas tomorrow for him. And Ty would be like, ooh, I don't know. That's that's pretty I mean, at, at, that, at that point, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I do think a move is coming. So I. I would. Say, I don't think this is the only emergency podcast we're doing this week. That's that would be my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I would say. I would be shocked uh, especially, if it was too. Especially with the smoke around the the Rays right now. And who knows? Maybe they're going to do something very unJerry like, very unMariner like, and they are going to trade for Juan Soto. Who the hell knows? I hope not. That's. You know what, man? I'll just. I'll take it. I'll. I'll take whatever I can get at this point. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of hope not, but whatever. Yeah, we'll see yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. We gotta go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for being here, for watching this, for uh, tuning into our show. I, I'm sure a lot of you, 
Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you are uh, not feeling great. Uh, and uh, I'm right there with you. I, I do not understand it as of now. Hopefully, hopefully, though, in a couple weeks or maybe even just a couple of days, we can look back on this trade with uh, a little bit more clarity. I'm going December 12th. Ty December finally 12th. goes, I get it. I get it. All right. All right. I mean, there's, like a very it, e- it. there's a very easy way to make me get it. Show it, say that. baby. Otani yeah. or bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put all my eggs in that basket. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. But uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me at Dan Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball night, and we'll see you next time. Peace.